Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey folks, it's your buddy Adam from golfunfiltered.com. You can follow me on Twitter at golfunfiltered. You can send me an email, adam at golfunfiltered.com. Folks, we are celebrating our 100th podcast episode. I cannot believe that we made it this far, and I know that sounds cliche as hell, but I didn't think we were going to make it to 10 about two years ago, and uh, to tell you the honest God truth, uh, in the past it was just me with an old set of headphones, an old computer, and maybe a microphone that worked, and I was just talking to myself, and since that time, hopefully you've noticed uh, an improvement. Hopefully you've noticed an improvement in both quality as well as audio quality and content. We've had a lot of great guests on the show, and I just want to thank each and every one of you for downloading and listening to our podcast over these past 100 episodes. We've got another great guest with you today, Mr. Dave Neville from Callaway Golf. He's one of their uh, their big wigs over there, and he's going to help us out and help you out uh, and really to help us show our appreciation for you because we are going to send one lucky listener two MD forged wedges from Callaway Golf. And it's going to be all tricked out, and we're going to talk about the details of the contest a little bit more in the interview today. But the way to get involved in the contest is very simple. Just go out to iTunes, leave a five-star review on the podcast, the Golf Unfiltered podcast. I will choose at random one reviewer to receive two MD forged wedges. It's going to be completely at random. Feel free to write whatever you want. I do ask that you leave a five-star review, and I will choose one of you lucky guys and or gals uh, to receive these two wedges, and our friends at Callaway are going to take care of you. You're going to be able to customize it however you want. It's going to be great. So once again, thank you so much for tuning in for over 100 episodes, hopefully, as we go uh, further on down the line. Stay tuned for Mr. Dave Neville. Thank you again. And the average ball speed they, they picked up at Newport Beach was 7.1 miles an hour with 20, 23 uh, pros. I mean, it's just astounding. All right, folks, welcome back. And as I mentioned in the introduction, we are celebrating our 100th podcast episode. And I can't believe we've made it that far, as I mentioned earlier. And uh, thank you so much to all of our listeners who have stuck with us over these 100 episodes. Greatly appreciated. And we've brought on many guests in the past. And today we've got another great one for you. He is the Senior Director of Brand Management of Metalwoods and Wedges for Callaway Golf, Mr. Dave Neville. Dave, how are you today? Adam, good to be with you, and congrats on the the hundredth podcast episode. Uh, always a great listen. I've got a long commute in the evening, so I just pop on the golf unfiltered and get to hear some great industry uh, news and thoughts and perspectives. I appreciate that, and thanks so much for agreeing to come on and. And as part of the perspectives we like to give to our listeners, and as you and I were mentioning before we got going here, Dave, I mean, our listeners, we're a bunch of golf nerds. We like to talk about tech, and we like to talk about new equipment. 
And before we get too deep into all the great things that Callaway has been doing over the last few months and, and much longer than that, why don't you let our listeners know a little bit about your background and what you do for the company? Yeah, I mean, my background, um, I, I grew up in the game as, as a caddy. I, well, I didn't play like in college or competitive golf or anything like that. But as you know, uh, golf gets in your blood and uh, you just love it. So I actually had a caddy scholarship at Notre Dame and then uh, served in the military. I was in the Air Force for, for a few years um, and went back to business school. But my heart was always in golf. And so in uh, in 2008, I started to look for something in the, in the golf uh, industry and was fortunate to land over at Titleist working on the uh, the Vokey brand on on wedges, um, and I came over to the Callaway uh, in in 2014, and it's just been a great run. You know, Chip Brewer came in in 2012, and he has really turned Callaway uh, around, and we're we're in a great spot right now. But as he always pushes us to be be humble and hungry and look ahead. So my my role is uh, is running the metal woods um, and wedges, you know, and. With all the great products that we have, the R&D team puts out, it, it makes it fun to, to go out and market it and, and help tell the stories uh, of these products. That's awesome. And you know, Dave, I think you're probably the 10th guest we've had on that started off as a caddy. I started off as a caddy myself here in the Chicagoland area. I, I think that's the gateway position into uh, for many of us into this industry. It, it is. Uh, you know, the, the Evans Scholars Program in Chicago and I lived there for uh, for a number of years, and what they do with the Evans Scholars Program is incredible. In Philadelphia, where I grew up, um, it was the J. Wood Platt Caddy Scholarship Trust, and it just gives an opportunity for caddies to uh, to get their college degree, and you never know what uh, they might end up doing, but a lot of them do uh, come in some way related to the, the golf industry. Yeah, it's crazy. A lot, lot of great friends of mine actually uh, went through the Evans Scholar Program. Um, but, you know, Dave, as I alluded to uh, just a moment ago, Callaway's been doing some great stuff as of late. And one of the best things that have come out of your company, in my opinion, probably ever, is the, the Callaway Epic driver. I, I'm playing this driver. I've got it in my bag. And you guys have been killing it with this driver. I, I can't believe some of the numbers that I've been seeing. What? First of all, i got to start from the beginning, as they say, with the name Epic. You know, there was a lot of talk about, you know, oh, if Callaway's going with this this unique name of Epic, I would say that it's it's delivered on that name. But where did that name come from, Epic? Well, first of all, if you call the driver Epic, it better be good because <laughs> that's right. <laughs> if you call it Epic and it sucks, I mean, that's not going to look good. Um, but you know, it is an interesting story. So the, the name of this driver was going to be the GVB or the Great Big Bertha Seventeen model um, but all of our drivers and all of our products had different code names and the guys over in R&T I mean it, it could be like they'll do cars for a while and then they'll do uh, ski mountains and then they're doing breweries and they're doing uh, lead guitarists and so um, the code name for this driver was the epic driver and so we would be calling it in meetings we'd be calling it the GBB the, the epic program the epic driver and then we started to see what the driver was all about, and especially the jailbreak technology. And Chip Brewer, who's our CEO, is involved in a lot of these product meetings. He said, let me, let me see some designs with Epic on the club. And we we're like, whoa, that's, that's a bold name for the driver. But when we started to see the performance that we were getting out of the driver, the Epic name stuck. And he said, I want to call it Epic, and it, it better damn well be an Epic driver. And I think you've seen uh, out in the market that it really has been, and we're super excited about how it's doing so far. 
you know, <laughs> that's a great story. And I, I, I figured it might have been a code name of some sort. And I, that's just awesome that they've gone through the gamut of breweries and, and mountains and everything else. Um, you know, yeah. Dave, one of the things that I noticed in my uh, in my test when I uh, reviewed the club for Golf Unfiltered was the fact that immediately I picked up 10 to 11 yards. And I know that there's a lot of tech that goes in behind this this club. And you have to understand that you're talking to a guy who started to get a little jaded with golf equipment. I had this understanding and this belief based on some of the testing that I've done that a lot of these uh, drivers specifically kind of all do the same thing. And then I tried out the Epic, and I can't say that anymore. It's it's hands down the longest driver I've ever hit. Uh, what can you tell me a little bit about the jailbreak technology? How does this work, and what's the science behind it, if, if, if you can go into that? Yeah, I, it really has shocked a bunch of people because you're not the only one out there who's who's been jaded. There's a lot of consumers, and people say it's longer, it's better, um, and they're not seeing that necessarily in the results, and then they test the Epic, and they see huge ball speed jumps, and it really does come down to the jailbreak technology, and we do get a lot of questions on what is jailbreak all about, and, and how, did that, how did that come about? So in 2014, we had um, the gravity core in our Big Bertha drivers, and we were doing some testing on the gravity core tube, not the core itself, but the tube that held it, we started to see some really interesting ball speed numbers uh, and really the body of the driver reacting in some weird ways. So we, we launched an advanced research project around that tube, actually. And that's kind of where we came up with the concept of, of jailbreak. And what, what jailbreak does is it really stiffens the body of the driver to produce unbelievable ball speeds. When you, when you hit the ball with the driver, that is a, a huge, a massive collision. You know, a lot of people are swinging the club 90, 100 miles an hour. You, Adam, probably 120 miles an hour. <laughs> um, maybe 125, like Rory. Um, on a good I've day. Some, yeah. <laughs> I've seen some of your numbers on track, man. Um, so that is a pretty violent explosion. And when the ball contacts with the face, the body of the driver wants to expand. So the crown and the sole want to separate. And what the jailbreak does, the jailbreak bars, it actually keeps the body from, from separating. And in turn, that transfers a lot of energy back to the face, almost double the amount of energy that we had in the past. And what physicist, you know, Doc Hock, who's our head of R&D, you know, the term he uses is called energy lensing. And that's the super geeky physicist term. Um, I'm not an R&D guy, but basically that means it's transferring more ball speed back to the ball, more energy back to the ball, and that's where you're seeing these incredible ball speeds. You know, it's it's funny because when I uh, t- took a look at the uh, the PR package that was sent over along uh, with the club to do the review, I, I noticed all the videos that really speak to what you just mentioned, you know, with the, the energy, uh, energy transfer going back into the ball and how the jailbreak technology kind of holds the crown and the sole of the club together. It's really innovative, and I know that word is thrown around almost to a cliche in, uh, in golf equipment talk, but it really is because I've not seen anything like this before. Um, it's definitely, it definitely leads to faster ball speeds. And one of the things that I think you know, if I could say one critical element of the club that really took me a little bit getting used to was just the feel of the club at impact because it was a little bit harder, I guess you could say, uh, than what I've uh, grown accustomed to. Have you gotten additional feedback about the feel of the club or overall has it been pretty well received? 
a lot of the feel people perceive the feel comes down to the sound and we work very very hard on the acoustic engineering there's a whole group that their whole job is to engineer the sound of the club the the pitch because that translates into the feel and even the feel in your in your hands so um, the jailbreak, you know, definitely relates to the face. So we had we had to change that whole acoustic engineering. So it definitely does sound a little bit different than our previous Great Big Bertha, or even the XR driver. And the XR driver had an all titanium crown. So that is also a difference. This has a triaxial carbon crown. So it really is a, a pop off of the face. And what we'll get the comment is people feel like it's a little bit muted and then they look up into the window where they're expecting to see the ball and it has just taken off. I mean, it mm-hmm. is just way further downrange than they were expecting for the sound, you know, which translates to the feel uh, of the club. So uh, we're, we're pretty happy with, uh, with the way that the, the, the sound and feel has come out, but it's definitely different and it takes a little getting used to. I definitely had that experience of uh, looking up and saying, holy cow, look at that thing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yes. definitely. Um, you know, Dave, there's been a lot of talk, and obviously there's just uh, so many great stories so far that I've seen on social as well as other sites about people enjoying this this uh, golf club. You know, you've done a lot of tests around the country as well. I know that you've done uh, some testing, for example, with Golf WRX in terms of ball speeds. What have you found so far? Because I know my experience with the Epic. I just said I got 10 to 11 yards more per drive. Across the board, what have you guys experienced when you put this club into uh, Tester's hands? It's really been incredible. It's been it's been even better than we expected, and we had very high expectations for this club. But, I mean, the Golf WRX one is kind of a, an interesting example because – you want to talk about guys who are a little jaded. Um, and, and we brought in a, a group of them. Um, the WRXers are super into equipment. They're super into shafts. They're super into fitting. You know, a lot of them have $300 shafts that have been pured and spined and tipped and all of this. Uh, and so they came in and we said, bring your gamer. Bring the ones that you've been fit for. Every single one of the guys who came in had been fit, and we had handicaps across the board. We had one guy who was a plus two. We had up to, I think, about an 18 handicap was the highest one of the group. And they, they came in, they said, there is no way that this new driver will, will beat our gamers. And we fit them all, um, and we made the clubs overnight in the tour department for them. And then we did the ball speed testing the next day, and then we went out and played Torrey Pines. And the average ball speed that they picked up was five miles an hour. And wow. these guys were shocked. They were shocked. Um, and, of course, they all wrote about it, and it was on their, their forums and all of that. But these were real testers, real people. Um, the other example that I give is we're doing these uh, epic tours around the country, and what they are is they're for club pros. So we, we train them on all the products, not just epic, but all the Callaway products. We've, been, we've got 52 cities that, that we're doing. We're about halfway through. And just a couple weeks ago, I was up in uh, Newport Beach for one of these, and these are guys, these are club pros. So these are every one of them have been fit, and every mm-hmm. one of them are good players. You know, they're one handicaps to plus three, plus four handicaps. And the average ball speed they, they picked up at Newport Beach was 7.1 miles an hour mm-hmm. with 20, 23 uh, pros. I mean, it's just astounding. Wow. And we were at PC Valencia, which is north of L.A., 
and we're at 7.2 miles an hour. And so what we've been doing is what we call these epic ball speed challenges, and we we do them at the end of the event. We train the guys up, and then they have their gamers, some of which are Callaway, some of which are other companies, take them out on, on the range and do these epic ball speed challenges, and then we put up a leaderboard. And uh, we're getting ready here pretty soon to, to actually publish uh, those results from all these cities from these epic tours because – it has just been it's been unbelievable and and the epic driver is the talk of the industry you know those are phenomenal numbers and i i heard uh very um comparable numbers sorry uh on the ship show that you guys run uh i know that your boy harry uh, arnett over there has been talking a lot about the the epic driver as well um and i know that one of the things he mentioned on his twitter timeline also was how well the Epic Driver is doing among touring professionals. For example, yes. I know that, uh, well, I'll let you tell me, uh, where have you guys landed now in terms of uh, uh, ranking for the the new driver that you've just released? I know that there's a lot of talk about being number one. Yeah, so um, on tour, it's always a challenge to get conversion because, first of all, they're the best players in the world. Second of all, you know, the driver is a sensitive club. I would say along with the putter and the wedges, this is the one where, you know, you got a driver set up that, that works. You don't want to change it. And so we, we knew this driver was going to be amazing, but Chip put out the challenge to the tour team is he wants 100% conversion of the tour players, which never happens. I mean, we didn't have it candidly with XR. We didn't have it with the great big birth of the GBB. Um, and we're getting that with Epic. And we, we did something different. We actually set up the tour vans in West Palm Beach where a lot of the, the players reside. And we brought them in to do fittings. And then we went to Scottsdale, Arizona, where a lot of them are as well. And we did fittings there. And then we went to certain players' houses as well to get them fit. This is back in November. And so when we came around to January, we had 94% conversion the first week. Um, I don't know who the holdout is, but um, <laughs> they need to, uh, you know, check their, their driver specs. Um, and it's just been incredible. You know, we, we had Adam Hadwin shoot a 59 with the Epic driver. Uh, we had Michelle Wee. Uh, she switched to, to the Epic driver. Excited to have her on board. Another player that is extremely highly ranked uh, in the world. You know, we're not going to use his name, but you guys probably know who he is. And, you know, he has converted to the Epic driver, not getting paid at all. Uh, we won the, the tour count on the, on the LPGA a couple weeks ago uh, at the Women's Australian Open. That's been incredible because a lot of the women are not under contract. So we had 34 Epics in play there, and 28 of them were from non-contracted players. So... That was that was incredible, um, and just the reception from our own tour team. You know, guys like mm -hmm. Patrick Reed and Mickelson, and the way that that they've been playing. Uh, so that helps to validate it. You know, obviously you have guys under contract, but they don't necessarily have to play the latest and greatest uh, driver. And the guys are doing it. They're, they're converting en masse. So it, it's been incredible. It always says something spectacular when people who aren't even on your your uh, staff that your tour staff are playing this club, you know, and we, we both know who we're talking about. And certainly it's just, it speaks volumes to the quality of the club when they're using it. You know, Dave, something else really quick to wrap up this discussion about Epic golf data tech has mentioned that you're number one driver in golf for January. Other areas are saying the same. Other publications are saying the same. What does that mean in terms of number one in the month? Uh, you know, it's, it's a huge thing for Callaway. We haven't, 
we haven't been the number one driver in golf since 2006. It's been a long time, 11 years. So uh, that is a huge deal for us. And, you know, we're talking about January, but that was when the, the launch of the driver was. So it'll be interesting to see when February comes out here, probably ne- next week, um, how we do in February. But, you know, the share, 33.8% um, share, that's, that's Metalwood share on and off course. Um, that's been that's incredible for us. You know, it's up 10 percentage points over over last year. We've got the number one model, which of course is the Epic. We've got the number one fairway, which is also the Epic, um, and that's a big deal you know, for, for the company. And the the driver has this kind of halo effect on the whole company and the whole industry. When you have a hot driver, people talk about your company, and and people are talking about Callaway Golf. So it means a lot to us. You know, it's only one month, it's one data point, but we're going to continue to monitor it and try to increase our, our lead, Adam. That's that's the plan. Absolutely, and I'm sure you guys will. And as I mentioned, you know, I play the club. I love it. It's going to stay in my bag for as long as it can. Uh, but to transition, Dave, over to another area that is uh, one of your expertises is the wedge game. And you've yep. got a lot of great stuff that's happening over at Callaway in that department uh, one of which is the uh, Mac Daddy Forged Wedges that have just recently come out. And this is something that you uh, at Callaway uh, collaborated with Roger Cleveland on, correct? Yes, yes, we did. You know, we have the Mac Daddy 3 wedges. They're still out there. But the feedback, you know, from a lot of the, the Japan tour players and some of the PGA tour players is they wanted a little bit of a different shape. They wanted a, a forged construction. They wanted a straighter leading edge with less offset. So that's what Rogers set out to do. Now, there's only one grind in the lineup. It goes the lofts are from 50 all the way up to 60. So 50, 52, 54, 56, 58, 60, one grind. We're calling that the dot R dot grind, which is the Roger Cleveland signature grind. It's a version of the C grind. So it's a little bit more aggressive of a C grind. So this wedge will play a mid to a lower bounce it really is a better player wedge but that's what a lot of players like a little less offset a little straighter leading edge and just very very easy to align and what what have you heard in terms of feedback from the players that have used it i know that these wedges are in the hands of some of the touring pros yeah well it's been incredible it's our number one wedge that we have out on tour already uh which is quite quite a, a amazing sign for you know hasn't been out there that long we actually had some prototypes before we even launched this back in the fall and we showed them to some of the players especially the european tour uh players and they put them in the bag for the Ryder cup so we had henrik stenson had it in the bag in the Ryder cup thomas peters had it in the bag for Ryder cup danny willett had it in the bag for the Ryder cup and those guys you know they played pretty darn well for europe you know, Roger likes to tell the story. He said, hey, if the rest of the guys had had it in the bag, then the Europeans probably would have won the, the Ryder Cup. So, fortunately, uh, they, they didn't. But it's been incredible. It is our number one played wedge on tour. Mark Leachman's got him in the bag. Wesley Bryan has been playing incredibly well, has him in the bag. So, you know, the, the look of it is not for everyone. So we still have guys playing the PM grind, which is the Mickelson grind. we got Phil playing that and a bunch of other guys as well, and then the MD3 as well. So we just have a really wide lineup that's available out there on tour and in the marketplace. You know, Dave, one of the things that uh, I always thought about wedges is it was the, the second most personal golf club in your bag behind putters. You know, it's interesting to see that the Mac Daddy has caught on so uh, wildly among your touring professionals, I would imagine that they're pretty picky when it comes to this type of stuff. 
extremely picky. You know, uh, they're they're very particular about the wedges, especially the log wedge. I would say that one the most. And this whole trend towards customization and personalization has been a huge thing, starting with the tour players and now in the rest of the, the industry. So one of the things that we rolled out last October is what we call the Callaway Customs Program. And this allows you to totally pimp out the wedge, kind of like you're a tour player. You know, I know, Adam, you, you like to kind of think of yourself as a tour player. So <laughs> this might be something you would be interested in as soon as we rolled out the the mac daddy three wedges and we had these lime green weight ports people were like those are so cool but how do i change the color on the weight ports how do i get adam stamped on my wedge you know how do i get the, the skull and crossbones stamped on my wedge and now you can do it all through this callaway customs program which we have available out on callaway golf Dot com for guys they, they want to be a tour player they want to look good they want to show off to their friends you got callaway customs you know, that's how I psych myself up before every round. I just stare at myself in the mirror and I say, you are a PGA Tour pro, Adam. And so I'm glad that you picked up on that. Uh, Does that work? No, it doesn't ever. It never, it's never worked one time. So I was uh, going to say, if that works, I'm going to start doing that. <laughs> so, Dave, uh, it, along that line, uh, I know that uh, listeners in the intro, you had heard uh, a contest that we're running. Uh, Dave, you at Callaway, you and our friends at Callaway have been so generous to help us celebrate our 100th episode uh, by awarding one lucky listener two MD Forged wedges. Is that right? Yes, we're going to do that um, for folks who who leave comments out on your uh, the podcast out on uh, I think it's iTunes, right? Is that That's what correct. we're going to do? Yep. Um, and we will uh, we will get you the. MD uh, forge wedges of your choice, and uh, we'll. I just decided this, but we'll, we'll stamp just to get the Callaway Customs thing out there. We're going to stamp your initials or whatever you'd like on that on that wedge as well for the uh, lucky winner that that Adam that that you pick. Awesome, that is extremely generous. And folks, if you haven't had any, uh, if you haven't had the chance to check out the Callaway Customs program, take a look at it. I'm sure you've probably seen, as Dave alluded to, all of the, uh, they call it Pimp My Wedge, you know, go out and take a look at all the funky designs that people put on their golf clubs. It's a great program. Certainly, I I need to take advantage of that as well in the future here. Uh, And Dave, the MD Forged Wedges, great golf clubs, certainly, but they're not the only things uh, going on in the wedge department these days. You've also, where you're planning over at Callaway, to release this new Sure Out Wedge. Uh, it's a little bit of a different design. Um, I would even go so far as to say it's it's similar in design to some other uh, quote-unquote Sure Out Wedges. But what differentiates this new Sure Out Wedge from others on the market like it? And what was the, the concept behind this unique-looking wedge? Yeah, so this one's an interesting story as well. You know, the Sureout wedge, the Sureout name has been around a long time. It actually came from from Hogan. The Hogan Sureout's one of the most iconic wedges uh, of all time. It was a wide sole, kind of a, a flat sole that was extremely easy to hit out of the bunker. Uh, the concept was was really a collaboration with uh, our friend Hank Haney. So Hank's been with us for um, a little over a year now as part of the the Callaway family, and he. Came to us, you know. I, I don't think everyone knows this, but but Hank actually doesn't teach 
a pros anymore. You know, he, he's done with that, but he teaches a ton of amateurs. He, he gives lessons all the time. He's always trying to help amateurs. And he came to us and he said, you need a game improvement wedge that is going to be easy to hit out of the bunker. This is one thing that all these amateurs, they're afraid of. They're afraid of actually two things. And one is the first tee, first tee jitters, and second is in the bunker. They are terrified of the bunker. They hate opening up the face of the wedge. They're afraid they're going to skull it, shank it, not get it out of the, uh, out of the bunker. And so we collaborated with Hank on this, on the Sure Out Wedge, and it really is unique. And it starts with the sole. The sole is extremely wide, but it's also cambered. And that's one of your golf nerd terms. And that basically <laughs> means there's a radius or a rounding of the sole. And that really helps it to move, the, the sole to move through the sand or the turf. And it's just so easy to use. The, the chassis or the shape of the wedge is actually bigger. It's the biggest one we have in the lineup. The grooves go all the way across the face, so if you do hit it a little out on the toe, not that you would ever do that, Adam, or if you hit it a little bit high, you're going to have grooves all the way out there, and you're still going to get a tremendous amount of spin. Now, those grooves have been machined in, so it's a really, it's a high-end wedge. You know, people talk, oh, infomercial, well, not this wedge. You know, we're not going to put the Callaway name on it unless it's been engineered and designed, and we spent a ton of work on this. I mean, Hank came to us, this was... Uh, over a year ago that we started working on it. You know, this isn't something, oh, we'll just, you know, throw it together. A lot of iterations, a lot of prototypes. We worked with Randy Peterson, who heads up our performance center, and he made some some tweaks and got feedback from players down at the performance center. And so we're very excited about this wedge. You know, it is for the type of player who, who struggles out of the bunker, but you can hit it out of the fairway. You know, in fact, um, I got to play last week, and I took the sure out, and I, I hit my first shot out of the fairway, and I'm like, I, I don't know how this one's going to do. It was about 80 yards away with the 58 degree, mm-hmm. and was able to hit it in tight, and I made my first ever birdie with the sure out, so I was pretty pumped about that. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm awful out of the sand. Uh, you, you're speaking right to me here, Dave. Um, I, yeah, I speaking to a lot of golfers. Yeah, and I, I currently play uh, forged wedges from another company, and um, to your point about uh, hitting the club, hitting the ball off the toe. I mean, that's something that I think a lot of people struggle with, um, you know, uh, hitting chips, pitches, whatever. And so this club, the sure out certainly, you know, is something that I, I want to try. I'm excited to give it a try out here, uh, when it becomes available. Is this something that multiple handicap levels can play, or is this specific to a particular type of player? It is it is something that multiple handicaps can play, and that was a big thing for Randy Peterson, who really worked hard on design. Now, Randy, uh, he is the director of product performance out at the uh, the ECPCR, Ely Callaway Performance Center, so he's dealing with a lot of tour pros, but he sees a lot of amateurs coming through there as well. He's also a plus three handicap himself. He's an outstanding player mm. and was one, you know, it's a great teaching pro as well, and he wanted something that all handicap levels could use. So this is not a, hey, 20 handicap or, or above. In fact, one of the things he did with the, uh, the hosel is kind of shave away the par area of the hosel, which allows you to, to open it up if you, if you want to. You know, the, the leading edge is not going to come way up. And on some of the other wedges that you see with these super wide soles, you open them up and the leading edge comes way, way up and they're just basically unplayable. But you can hit flop shots uh, w- with the sure out. But the big thing for a lot of golfers is when they're hitting lob shots, 
they don't really want to open their stance and open the face. So we've got a 64 degree that you can play square. You know, you can hit 40, 50 yard shots with that with full swings, and it's going to go right up in the air. It's going to spin, and it's going to stop. Or if you're in a bunker, you don't have to baby it in the bunker. You put a 64 degree sure out in there. Just just keep it square, full swing. The thing's going to going to pop right out. Um, we've had tremendous success when we've been testing this so far, and I think it's going to do really well for us. You know, Dave, you sold me on it. It sounds great. It definitely, uh, you know, what good is a wedge if you can't use it for any shot that you need to? And so this sounds like this is an answer for amateurs. We're going to get myself. one to you. We want you to review it, you know, and uh, it sounds like it might be it might be in the bag for you. <laughs> There's a very good chance, and I appreciate that. So, you know, Dave, I want to, again, thank you so much for coming on to the show, and I don't want to keep you too long because I know that uh, it's towards the end of your day over there. Um what is in store for uh, fans of Callaway? Is there anything that you can tease out at this point? Because I know you've got a lot of great things going on. A lot of gears are turning over at Callaway. What can we expect in the next few uh, months? Yeah, we have so many great things coming that I wish I could tell you all of them. You know, Harry, on his ship show, he likes to uh, tease different things. He likes to uh, accidentally, you know, drop uh, launch dates and stuff. Uh, I'm not going to do that here. Uh, <laughs> okay. I value my job. Um, Harry's the big boss man, so he can do whatever he wants, but I value my job. But we're, we've got some cool things coming on Callaway Customs, so I want to tease you with that and uh, keep your eye out on, on the web um, for that, some cool things from my category. So that's something that I think a lot of your, your listeners are going to be interested in, and we're always working on new stuff. Um, Doc Hawk's R&D team is just incredible. And we always say a lot of times we have to put the pencils down so we can actually launch a product, but they don't put the pencils down. And they keep working on it. They keep working on all these technologies like jailbreak and like face cup and the micro hinge and putters. And you're going to continue to see some incredible things coming for Callaway. It's just a really exciting time to be um, at, at the company. And the, the, the vibe and the mojo is great. So um, fortunate to be part of it and fortunate to be part of these categories, metal woods and wedges. Um, I love it. Folks, that is Mr. Dave Neville from Callaway Golf. Dave, I got to say, you guys are fantastic over at Callaway. I think I know more names of people at Callaway HQ just through social, uh, in addition to all the players that are playing your club. So, had you know, hats off to you guys for being this accessible and willing to jump in a conversation with uh, regular folks such as myself. Well, that's the goal. You know, Harry's um, hope is always to be aspirational, you know, a premium brand, but yet accessible. I mean, you see all of us are out there. You can hit me up, uh, DNFCG, on, on Twitter. Uh, we've got our community on, on Callaway that we've got a bunch of us are, are in there answering questions. You know, you can always – all of our marketing folks are out there. Doc Hawk is out there on Twitter. Roger Cleveland is out there. Uh, on Twitter, so Sean Toulon, you know, you you can send your questions to them directly, and they're they're going to respond. They're gonna they're gonna answer as well. Of course, you got hashtag Chad and and AJ and you know those social media superstars. But we're all out there. Yeah, and it's great follows across the board. Dave, thank you so much for uh, taking part in our 100th episode, and uh, hopefully we can do this again in the future. Congrats again on the 100th episode, and always good to be with you, Adam. <laughs>